everyone. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. we got some more games this week, Walt. Some actually good ones. Some uh, better uh, teams playing. we got the uh, 18th-ranked North Carolina, 10th-ranked Notre Dame. We have 23-ranked Iowa State. I'm sure I'm missing somebody in there, but a uh, decent amount, good slate of games. But there are some people not playing this week, Walt, isn't there? There are. There are a few games not playing. SMU at TCU, first game of the season for a Big 12 school. TCU had to cancel it due to COVID-19 players and support staff tested positive. No choice from there. Well, you got to cancel it. That's what they did. Not the only Big 12 school, though, to cancel, are they? Not the only one. We got Baylor and uh, Louisiana Tech that also postponed because of positive uh, COVID tests. Hopefully... Everyone, as far as the staff, uh, players, and their families are okay, we can get back to playing some football. Boge, I agree with you. I hope everyone is okay. They're athletes, I'm sure. I'm not sure, but I am hoping that nothing comes of it. But as pertains to college football rundown, we got some football. Last week in was exciting. I enjoyed watching the games. As you mentioned, there weren't big marquee matchups like we might get one or two of in a normal opening weekend. But, hey, I'm going to jump right in with that Charlotte App State game, Woj. They play ESPN 2, 11 o'clock on Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. App State, minus 17, over under 59 and a half. For those of you that play different books, hey, FanDuel, App State, only, only minus 16 and a half. You know, that hook's off. It's on, I should say, but you got half point less to cover. Well, I'm already falling asleep here. It's Charlotte, App State. Come on. No, no, you need to watch these teams. You know why I like them? Because one, because I won some money on App State last year to win the Sun Belt. But two, they're a good team to watch, Woj. I can't believe you're not excited about this. They're an offensive-oriented team, you know. That's what they play. 2019, these two teams matched up. Game was closer than it should have been. App State in that game was a 23-and-a-half-point favorite. The final score was 56-41. to 41. They did not cover. After that, though, they went on to cover nine of the 13 against the spread during the regular season. App State, consistently one of the best teams in the Sun Belt. Hard to argue with. Charlotte, not a bad team going 6-5 and five last year. Disappointing bowl game against a respectable Buffalo team that we talked about a few times last year. They are a very respectable team, but it was disappointing for Charlotte. App State, as I mentioned, they're just an offensive powerhouse, Woj. Only two games last year, less than three touchdowns. Now, that's not something that gets you excited. Uh, you know what gets me excited, Wall? The went 9 of 13 against the spread in regular season last year. That gets me excited. It gets me excited for making some money on this game, Wall. Yeah, I guess I know where you're putting your money, Woj. I wouldn't disagree with you either, especially with, you know, you got a lot of Power 5 teams sitting out this year. You know, a team like App State, they they have a easier door to go through. Not saying it's easy, but it's an easier door to go through to get somewhere big at the end of the season with all those other teams sitting out. So they have something to prove. Another game coming up, Eastern Kentucky, who lost their first game. Uh, not very well either. And against West Virginia, at West Virginia, on uh, Fox Sports 1 at 11 a.m. Yeah, West Virginia giving 40.5 to Eastern Kentucky, over under a 55.5. The line's just been sitting here. No one's betting it up or down. I don't know if people are jumping on both sides or what. You'd have to assume no. But Eastern Kentucky, as you mentioned, they were blown out by Marshall. Did you watch that game, Woj? There were fans in the yeah. stands, but not a whole lot. But Marshall still took advantage of that home field. Yeah, I did uh, keep keep an eye out on those fans. I was I was just kind of glanced over at the game on the TV, and I was like, wow, there's there's some decent amount of people in the stands. But that was pretty cool to see. 
Um, as far as the, this is one of the games, by the way, in the uh, DraftKings slate for Saturday, the only person I really like here is Jarrett uh, Doji, uh, the quarterback from West Virginia. He's 8,200, so he's a little expensive. Um, but here's the thing. He finished off 2019 in a good spot with 818 yards and seven touchdowns in the last four games. It's just the last four games, so that's pretty good. Uh, he was recently named the opening day starter for this year. Uh, and here's the thing. Eastern Kentucky played Marshall last week, got blown out. Uh, Marshall redshirt freshman Garrett Wells threw for 307 yards and four TDs against him last week. Uh, and uh, Jarrett's got a little bit better uh, resume so far. Uh, look for him on uh at 8,200 might be a stretch, but I don't know. If he goes as good as deep as Wells, uh, he'll have a chance to to make some value and, and some bank there. But I would be careful on that one because, um, I don't know. I think they're going to have something up their sleeve after getting destroyed by Marshall last week, Wall. I don't disagree with you, man. That team's got to be pissed off. They did not play well. We'll see. We'll see if it was a one-off and they come out and show something this game or not. But uh, again, like you said, maybe take that. Maybe take Jared. Just expecting West Virginia to blow them out too. We got our first ranked game. Well, 1:30 on NBC, and it's on NBC. Who is it? Well, it's Notre Dame, 10th ranked team in the nation against Duke. Neither one's played yet, Woj. But you know what? Like you said, it's on NBC, ACC conference. Getting a little bit of the taste of the ND. Ooh, NBC getting money. that money. Getting that yeah. money. They're taking it from Notre Dame. I bet you Notre Dame's not too happy about it. As we mentioned, they don't have much of a choice, though. As far as the line on this game goes, they're double hooking it, Woj. Notre Dame minus 20 and a half, over under 54 and a half. Last year, Notre Dame crushed Duke 38 to 7. Wasn't a game. Ian Book, starting quarterback back this year, but he's tossing pizzas again, Woj. That's what he's going to be doing. He's going to be tossing some pizzas for the Irish. It'll be the Irish's first conference game. Exciting to see. Last year, they just rolled as an independent. They went 11-2, and two, playing four ranked teams. You know, people we talk to, Woj, I'm thinking of specific people right now, they hate Notre Dame. And they what do they do? They criticize their schedule and how they're not part of a Power 5 conference. And I think people are going to see how wrong they are this year, Woj. Notre Dame is going to have an easier schedule than years past being in this ACC conference. What do you think? I think the same thing. I mean, Notre Dame's not a joke team. Uh, as much as people do want to criticize them for not being in a conference, I wish they were. Um, I mean, they're not going to be able to. They're in a conference this year. Might not be one of the biggest conferences, but listen, they're gonna. They're a decent team. They're going to show it this year. They're uh, hopefully will still show it this year. I think they will. Um, beating up a lot of those ACC teams. Yeah, ACC Power 5 Conference, you know. As an example, though, they're in this Power 5 Conference, and they're going to be at least 9.5-point favorites. Well, as of now, which things change. They could lose. Who knows? But as of now, they're going to be 9.5-point favorites at least in all but two games this season. All but two games, they're going to be 9.5-point favorites. Actually, for those of you out there that are looking to get some futures bets in, DK, DraftKings, has an odds boost. Notre Dame to win the ACC 10-1. to it's an odds boost for those of you that are familiar with DraftKings. So, I mean, that's something to look at, take advantage of it, especially considering the fact that basically it comes down to at this point, is Notre Dame going to beat Clemson? You know, if you want to hedge when they play Clemson, go ahead. All you got to do is get better than plus 1,000 odds. I think you'll get it. So that's something to look at for those of you on DraftKings, by the way. But in this game specifically, Woj, maybe 
look to give the 20 and a half. You know, the key though, the key for this game for me is watching this. And that's the reason I want to watch this is because I'm trying to cap next week's game when they play South Florida. I'm hoping maybe Duke can keep it close, even though I might be betting on Notre Dame. I'm hoping Duke can keep the game close, maybe deflate that spread next week because next week I will be looking at Notre Dame. Yeah, the big thing for Notre Dame, I think, this year is going to be running back. That's going to be the big the big question mark because Tony Jones Jr., the running back from last year, who was really good, uh, went to the draft. Uh, they have a slew of running backs behind them and available running backs uh, as well as wide receivers. But uh, we'll see if one of those can kind of slot in and take over his shoes or a couple of them. Uh, this is a hard game for DFS. This is also on the slate. Just because, for one, Duke's not slated to get many points. I mean, last year we just talked about it. It was 38-7. I'm not taking a Duke guy if they're only going to score seven points, even if he gets that touchdown. Uh, and Notre Dame spreads the wealth around in the air. Uh, Ian Book would be the only person I would take here, uh, but he is 8,700. He is expensive. Um, I believe he's the second highest quarterback. Yeah, he's the second highest quarterback on DraftKings this week. Uh, behind Sam Howell from North Carolina, and we'll talk about him later, but that's just too expensive, I feel like, for just this game. I mean, they only scored 38 points last week. He's going to have to score 35 and, and a half or a little over uh, just to get even value in this. Um, he did have multiple 30-plus games last year, um, and Notre Dame did run up the score on a couple of a couple uh, couple games, uh, so it's not as big of a concern for him if they're already way ahead for him sitting. I don't think they'll do that. Uh, I mean, for instance, versus New Mexico last year, which obviously might not be as good as Duke, um, he only had 45 points. Or he had 45 points, excuse me. So they did run up the score just a little bit there. We'll see what happens. I would try to stay away from that game if I was in DFS just because I don't think his ceiling's high enough to warrant the 8,700. And value-wise, that'd be tough to get to, I think, in that Duke-Notre Dame game. Well, we're going to move right over to Louisiana at 23 Iowa State, ESPN, 11 o'clock. Now, you're going to give me shit because I always talk about <laughs> Iowa State. But listen, Wall, before you talk shit, there's two players in that team that are really good DFS players. It's Brock Purdy, the quarterback for Iowa State, and it's the running back who was a freshman last year, Brees Hall. Um, thing about Iowa State is they only have five offensive starters coming back, and one of them is Hall and one of them is Purdy. Um, so there is question marks here. thing about it is is both of them are priced good, good for value, I think. And we've the thing about Brock Purdy is he's 7,300. He's the sixth, sixth quarterback. Uh, there's six more or five more quarterbacks ahead of him as far as money goes. And there's only seven games. So he's the back end of these quarterbacks. And I think his ceiling can go well beyond everybody else's. While he had four 40-plus games last year, 40-plus point games, in one 55.9 versus Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, it's Louisiana Monroe, but they're playing Louisiana. Louisiana isn't that much better than Louisiana Monroe. Um, his ceiling is incredibly high. They don't sit him when they're leading by a lot. He's he's good. The only question mark we've talked about here again is again five offensive starters coming back. His lines new. His wide receivers are new. He has Brees Hall, which is 
a really good option this week at running back. And I know people are going to be like, well, that's a lot of money for a running back. And he is, he is up there, but he's one of those starters that Brock Purdy has already connected with. They didn't have as much practice this year because of COVID-19. He's going to feel comfortable going to Brees Hall. There's probably already plays set up for just them too. And the thing about Brees Hall is not only is he a running back, he catches passes out of the backfield for Purdy as well. And Purdy likes doing that. Um, not just a check down guy. He actually runs routes. Uh, he was electrifying when he came in last year. He, he right off the bat scoring 30 plus point games right out of the gun uh, when they finally put him in there. Um, I really like Brees Hall this week at running back to at least get me value. Um, that's how confident I am. And I like Brock Purdy to combo with him just because his ceiling is so high. He would be a perfect tournament player this week. Um, just because he could have one of those huge games. Yeah, we've seen those low low games last year. We picked him, I think it was week 13 or 14. He only had a 16.1 game. But the week before that, he had a 40-point game. And the week two weeks after that, he had a another 40-point game. So, again, he's one of those guys where he can hit and miss, but he hits more than he misses. No, Iowa State, minus 11.5. Over under 56 and a half. I knew you had to talk about Iowa State, though, which being an alum from there, right? No, I'm a Hawkeye, Wall, and you know that. But there's only <laughs> one team right now in Iowa playing football, unfortunately, and it's Iowa State. Oh, okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't know. I was, between, uh, between you and I, that's probably the worst insult we could give each other is being an Iowa State alum. But um, I guess you're proof that God has a sense of humor, Woj. But a game <laughs> I actually am looking forward to is Syracuse at North Carolina. North Carolina, a ranked team, Woj, 18th in the nation this year coming in, 11 a.m. on the ACC Network. Does this make you angry or what, Woj? ACC Network, we're not going to get to watch them this year, are we? Nope, not at all. That's going to be unfortunate because they are awesome. North Carolina is fun to watch regardless, and, yeah, I don't know. That's annoying. Not to mention they're one of the few Power 5 teams playing, so we're not going to get to watch a lot of the games because they are on ACC. I recommend everyone go to Comcast and ESPN and get this problem solved. Complain, do whatever you got to do. We need to get the, that network on Comcast. But in this game, North Carolina, minus 22.5, over-under 65.5. That over-under struck me as pretty high, Woj, but going into it, we'll figure out probably why. This will be one of the first-ranked teams to take the field. Games at 11 a.m., Iowa State, we just mentioned, in their same time also. But reminder, this is a football game, not basketball, Woj. North Carolina-Syracuse, you think we're talking about basketball maybe, but no, this is a football football game. North Carolina, 18 in the nation in football. You know, they've come out of the scene over the past few years. They have a good program. Mac Brown, you know what I think about him, Woj. I named my dog after him. Great coach to have on the field, given this scenario. Got experience, knows what to do. He's going to handle those boys I think they're going to have a great football team. Last year, they went 4-4 four and four in conference. Memorable win against Miami of Florida, if you remember him dancing in the locker room. After that win, that was a great game to watch, great ending. Syracuse, they've been a good team to bet against, Woj. That's the best thing I got to say about Syracuse. They've been a good team they bet against. 2-6 and six last year in the ACC. The Orange did not draw North Carolina last year, but two years ago when they met, Syracuse did win by a field goal in double double overtime. For those of you that watch college football religiously, you know that the uh, Orange are not akin to overtime wins, but they did beat North Carolina two years ago. I do not expect that to happen this year. Not big on Syracuse, but the money line's up at minus 1,667. Well, that means the Lions, 
men are giving them North Carolina that is a 94% chance of winning. That usually causes concern for me because when, you know, there's that great a chance of something happen, I'm not going to lie. A lot of times it does not happen. So I might be staying away from it just because of that reason. That's a good reason. That's that's a large, uh, large money line there. Here in the, I, I, we're going to get to see North Carolina at least once this year, Walt, because they're going to play Notre Dame and NBC. Oh, is that a home game? I didn't I didn't look at the schedule that far. Down. Oh, is that how they're working that? I was actually I'm not even sure. Are they only doing NBC home games for Notre Dame? Well, NBC has a, yeah they have the contract on all Notre Dame home games, so it wouldn't be on the ACC network. That'd be it's going to be pretty annoying for Notre Dame fans if they're going to have to get a yep. the ACC <laughs> network to watch Notre Dame games. Wow, I never even thought about that. But anyways, back to Syracuse, North Carolina. This is another slated game for DraftKings, and it's a big one because. Bigger over-under and North Carolina, who produces a lot of points. Well, let me tell you, DraftKings understands that, and they have priced it that way. So right now, the two guys I'm going to talk about are the highest the highest priced point quarterback and the highest priced point wide receiver. But they're that, like that for a reason. Sam Howell, the quarterback for North Carolina, 8,900. He had an impressive freshman year last year. With eight out of the 13 games over 20 points, five of which were over 29 on DraftKings. Okay, that doesn't cause for 8,900 though. That, that's a little crazy. But you know, with a year under his belt and all of his weapons, he's got two running backs and five wide receivers all coming back this year. So they've already worked with each other for a year. They're all coming back. He's a pretty safe pick for Syracuse, but at that number, I don't know if he can pull it off he's not one of those guys like Brock Purdy who's pulled off 55 point games before Um, I'm not sure if that could change possibly but uh, it just with the way the prices work out in DraftKings as far as points and how many points you get for passing and in touchdowns the reason he hasn't done that is because a guy like Brock Purdy runs a lot in he he scrambles a lot Sam Howell doesn't do that as much. He's got his wide receivers. He throws it. He's more of a pocket guy. One of the guys he throws it to is Daz Newsom. Wide receiver, North Carolina. He's at 7,900. Now, now, I could take him at 7,900. Um, he's paired up with Deami Brown, who's at 6,900, and who's kind of their field stretcher. Daz is kind of the underneath guy, and he typically sees more touches. That's why he's more money on DraftKings, because... He's getting more targets, so that points per reception is kicking in. Um, he finished last year four games of the season, the last four games of the season, hauling in seven more touches than Deami Brown uh, in one last game. Same amount of same amount of touchdowns, seven more touches. He only played three. Deami Brown played four. So he does get more touches. He is the safer pick as far as that's concerned. But I think the play here is is neither of those guys, neither Sam Howell or Daz Newsom. If you're going to play a tournament, go for Deami Brown at 6,900 and hope that he stretches the field and gets a couple big ones. Um, that that would be my play. You could take Daz Newsom maybe in a 50-50 and hope he gets value. It's possible. He's done it before. But I just think the safer play is the, the higher risk play with Deami Brown in a tournament play wall. As you were explaining before, tournament play, that makes sense. Well, I don't know, 50-50 would be a little different story, right? It would be. And into that, I want to give you guys some tips this year on DraftKings. We went over it last year in a mini episode. Mini episode four, if you guys want to take a look, it's DraftKings 101. 
Today I want to talk about finding your game wall. There's tournament, multipliers, 50-50, and head-to-head. First thing is tournament. It's what normally people DFS or you think about when you think about daily fantasy sports. It's you have a certain amount of players, quarterback, wide receiver, running backs, and then there's usually like a flex spot. And you put your players in based on a salary, and you go from there. The thing about tournaments is, is it's not about finding value. You never want to play really to just put people of value in your roster. You're looking for sleepers, the less picked players. Okay, percent owned is a big th- percent owned is a big thing in DraftKings. If a player is highly percent owned in your contest, more people have that same player. That's not good. You don't want that. You want the guys that are less picked. You guys want you got to want the one guy that that 1% of the people have picked and he goes out there and has a killer day. You're looking for sleepers. Uh, the thing about tournaments is it's really random, though. No matter the amount of research you put into those sleepers, it's random. The game plans can change. One guy could get hot. The coach goes to him. I mean, you're, you're thinking about a guy that isn't very expensive, maybe a third-string wide receiver just popping off. Uh, or maybe a running back got hurt, and you're just going to pick up one of the replacements and hope that's the guy that gets played more. It's random. It's a gamble. But if you hit those gambles, they pay off. Typically in tournaments, if you want to win a lot of money, you play a lot of different, a lot of matchups. You put as max amount of entries in, and you try to get one of those to hit money that pay off for the rest of them, and then you take whatever's left over. Another guy you're looking for in tournament is high percentage, high ceiling, or high upscale, high ceiling guys, like Brock Purdy. He's 7,300. He's the sixth quarterback on the price list. He had huge games last year. He also had shit games last year. But at 50, if he comes in one of those 55-point games, you just made bank on, on Brock Purdy. Uh, and he isn't one of the most expensive quarterbacks, so he might not be that highest percentage picked. I mean, you only can pick so many quarterbacks. It's The percentage there kind of gets skewed because there's only seven games. So there's there's 14 quarterbacks that you get to choose from. So uh, you're, you're going to have some discrepancies there in percentage owned. But he's one of those guys you want to look for, the high ceiling guys. He can score 16 points, but he can also score 55. Now, multipliers are kind of the same thing, but they're just 10 times multipliers. They multiply the money higher and higher and higher. And less people win, the higher it goes. So if you have a 10 times multiplier, you're going to have the winner and maybe like a couple others take money, but that's it. Uh, So watch out for those, though, because a lot of pros like to play those and the high caliber DFS players. Another thing a lot of those pros do and they're getting into wall is the 50-50. It's a cash game. There's two cash game types, 50-50 and head-to-head. Now, 50-50 is just half the field wins, half of it doesn't. You put in 20 bucks, you probably get 19 or 18 back if you you finish within the 50%, top 50%. Now, this game, we're not going to look for those sleepers or those gambles. doesn't matter about percent owned. We're going to go straight out for value. I want value, Wall. And let's go back to Iowa State. Let's talk about value again. Brees Hall at 7,000. He's going to make value, I feel like. I mean, at 7,500, you only need 30 points to make value, and Brock Purdy's only at 7,000, so he only needs about 25 points. Now, you want to look for those consistent players that do it every week, that are really consistent with their numbers. They don't drop or back off like Brock Purdy we talked about has 16 points and then 50 points, 16 points, 15 points. 
We don't want to do that. We want to look for consistency, consistency and statistical clarity when we're when we're doing 50/50s. It's the safe play. We're taking safe plays. Now a lot of pros do 50/50s again, Wall, because they don't have to put as many entries in as they do in a tournament to win the same amount of money. A lot of these pros put a shit ton of entries in. They hit one, pays off the rest of the entries, and they take whatever's left over. They can do less entries, play the value game, which is a lot easier in college football to figure out, and just go off of that. Um, and, and just less entries win the same amount of cash. Um, so be careful in a lot of 50-50s as pros do like to get in there, but it's still a fun game. But the funnest game, in my mind, is head-to-head. Head-to-head is just works just like traditional fantasy, your, your fantasy football league at home. It's one versus one, mono y mono. Uh, you, you can play to value. You can play to sleepers. It, you get to choose what you want. You don't have to worry about percent owned. You can do whatever you want, and it's fun because you get to see the lineup of the person that you're playing against. You get to see your lineup right there next to each other, and you get to cheer on or cheer against in some cases while those people, uh, and it's just fun gives you a little bit extra competitive edge in those head-to-heads. You're not looking at 17 other or 100 other or 1,000 other rosters out there to deal with. You just have that head-to-head. But what's your favorite game, Wall? Which one do you like to play? I feel like you're a 50-50 guy, right? Yeah, I, d- I definitely have to say, you know, I like the head-to-head as long as I'm not going head-to-head against you. That's, that's all right. I like that. But no, 50-50, Woj, like you said, that's where the gamblers go. That's where I'm going. I like how you said that statistical certainty, Woj. That's how I like to do it, you know, numbers on the board, not just buying some lottery ticket in a tournament, hoping your guy does great, and you catch that one-in-a-million lottery ticket. I'd have to say 50-50, Woj. Well, we're going to have a DraftKings League. The College Football Rundown DraftKings League is back. Uh, There's a lot of you in it, and I just sent out messages. Uh, We just started the the Saturday 7-game slate, so get in that. We'll have our first contest this year. I am uh, so far doing really well in that. Uh, we'll see if I can win another one. But we still have Wojen Wall Pick'em. We didn't do so well last week, but this week is going to be a turnaround for us. Well, that was just a warm-up, right? Who are you taking this week? It was. Now that we're into it, we're deep into it. You know, it's a game we didn't really mention yet, but Coastal Carolina at Kansas. You remember the game last year? We had that big win in the money line for Coastal, Woj. Yeah, that was. I remember that. I remember bet the house. I remember. <laughs> yeah, bet the house on the money line, baby. We, you got like ten houses now if you did. So I don't know. This year, not so much. I'm I'm looking for Kansas to get a little revenge. You know, they're probably pissed off after losing that game last year. You look over at Fanduel. They got this game under a touchdown. I'm gonna take that. Woj. I'm gonna take Kansas minus six and a half. I'm gonna go with your suggestion here, Wall. In the first game of the day, we talked about Charlotte Appalachian State, the snooze fest. But the 9 of 13 against the spread in the regular season, I'm liking that. And I don't like Charlotte at all. And I like Appalachian State at home, giving 17. So I'm going to go Appalachian State minus 17. Woj, I like that pick. You know what? For listening to me, Woj, and for doing such a good job of picking a great game, I'm going to let you in on a little insight. I'm looking at our application here that pulls all the lines. FanDuel has this game at... 16 and a half, Woj. What do you say I give you the 16 and a half for paying attention? All right. All right. I like it. All right. You got 16 and a half at App State. 16 and a half. I'm, I'm in. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, 
is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>